Hello, and welcome to the Media Copilot. It's a podcast and newsletter all about how generative AI is changing the media, journalism, and the news. I'm Pete Paschal, longtime tech journalist and founder of the Media Copilot. And on this podcast, I'm excited to bring you fascinating conversations with fellow journalists, media executives, and the people helping build the AI-driven newsrooms of the future. I am excited today to welcome to the Media Copilot podcast, Ryan Restivo. Ryan is director of product at Newsday, and he's also recently been a fellow at the Reynolds Journalism Institute at the University of Missouri. And it was there that he developed YesEO, that's Y-E-S-E-O, which is a tool for newsrooms that leverages generative AI to create SEO-optimized headlines, uh, with the advantage that you get to use them right where you're probably spending like a good chunk of your workday, and that's in Slack. So I'm excited to talk to Ryan about how he built YesEO and probe his thoughts on how newsrooms can leverage Gen AI uh, in practical ways. Ryan, welcome to the Media Copilot. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So uh, tell me about yourself, Ryan. You seem like you have kind of the ideal background to survive (laughs) in the current media environment, honestly, Uh, because you're a journalist, obviously, but you're also kind of a product guy. So uh, tell us how you ended up having sort of one foot in uh, both of those camps. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a long story. We might have, we might have a while for that. Oh, um, it's a podcast. We can stretch out. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, one of the things I really connected with over the years is um, building tools to help uh, newsrooms. Right. So I learned to code very long ago, maybe 2017 or so. Um, and one of the first things I tried to build was, um, just a tool that would help our newsroom. And um, that's really where a lot of this comes, you know, comes back for me. Um, it's one of the reasons I wanted to be an RJI fellow, right, was to use these skills that I've built over time to help more than just one newsroom, right? And through RJI, we're building for, um, you know, looking for local media, trying to help small local media build free distributable tools, practical innovation. I think you mentioned that. Um and that's where like becoming a fellow was so important to me and, you know, creating well, my goal was to create uh, an app for Slack that helps uh, newsrooms with SEO best practices. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just began, yeah, we mentioned product at newsroom space, right? I learned so much more over that process. There's a lot, I just still don't know and, and still am learning, but, um, but yes, SEO today serves um, it's been installed by over 300 Slack workspaces. Um, I said free, right? Absolutely free. Um, nice. And, uh, and yeah, have <laughs> That's over, over 5,000 stories have been run into it by over 500 users. Um, and, um, and yeah, I'm still learning the stories about those users and, uh, learning how they're learning about SEO and how they're getting value from it. Um, which is just so awesome to me because it really connects with why, um, you know, and helping people kind of get like helping people that are in, you know, Western Canada or Oklahoma or, or anywhere that can do their jobs better, faster. Um, and I've had a small piece to play or a small role to play in doing that. Like it just feels super. Well, drill down for me, like just let's really get to the the pragmatic nature of this because I love hearing the user stories and the availability of it, but let's, let's get to the fundamentals of it. So this is like, I know it's pretty conceptually simple, but, but let's, let's walk me walk through it. Cause I really think where the rubber hits the road on these applications of gen AI is really where the magic happens. Like it's all well and good that something can generate a thing, but the whole idea of, you know, go having 10 different apps to do 10 different things as people are starting to find with these, you know, chat bots and whatever is not 
ideal, right? So like I think again, like I think one of the innovations that you have here is that it's it's just literally built into Slack. So walk me through, like what 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 would I be doing as a journalist if I were using this tool? Like I'm I'm doing my article in my CMS or whatever. Uh, like what stage of the workflow is it there? And you know, and sometimes the magic is that it's it's barely there, right? So like, get, tell me, tell me how I would be using this. Or can be tongue in cheek, be like, it's omnipresence there all the time, right? <laughs> um, no, so like, um, so it's as easy as copy and paste, right? So when I was thinking through this idea and how to kind of come about it, it started as like, okay, use a slash command, um, and yes, yo, it's slash analyze a link. You input a link, you hit send, and we break it down, right? We break down. What are those core uh, keywords in your story? How do they compare with what's on your title? What's in your description, right? Are we actually describing the thing that we want people to see from us? Um, and then- So wait, you're putting a link in, is that right? Is it a live link or is it like a link to the CMS? It'll be a live story. I've seen people put okay. news in there before. Also people put Google Docs, don't recommend that. But um, but yeah, so you put a live story in there and you kind of get an understanding of um, Got it. what's in your story, get some Google Trend Insights on those keywords. Um, there's a part where SEO now is like inferring so, like, oh, if your story is about Israel, like let's give you what information we know about it at this time for what's trending right now. So, right? so just yeah. sorry to stop you there, but like, as I understand it, then, so you have a live link and I've basically just published my story and presumably I used whatever the default or uh, whatever sort of basic SEO stuff I could throw into the post. And then I get the tools optimized version and then I go back and update it. Right. So, yeah if I understand correctly. So that obviously that, that makes me want to ask, is there some way to use the tool where I could actually use it before I publish? Yeah. So this is the question I got, like, uh, I mean, I want to say over a year ago now, I was like, okay, I'm showing this off to folks and saying, okay, this is great. And then I get the answer back of, yeah, but what about before I publish a story? Um, so it took me an entire month to figure out around actually a little over a month ago or a year ago. Right. Um, and that became the slash prep command. So the idea of just input your story, um, yes, you will break it down just as well as it would um, like a link, um, pull out those keywords, kind of give you those Google trend insights on those keywords, um, give you information of what your story is about, and then um, give you more information in terms of also offering um, also offering this idea, like suggesting headlines that I'm sure we're going to get into. Um, mm. But um but, you know, thinking about all of the things that you could do off of that, I thought it was going to be super easy. It was not. It took me, yeah, a good part of the month of December to do. But um, but it's been the most dominant use case in terms of people using mm. it, which has been great. And um, and like it's agnostic to any CMS, right? So you're either copying and pasting text, right? As easy as copy and paste. You're copying and pasting the text in there, either in a text box or you're just pasting it into the slash prep command in Slack. If you know how to use commands in Slack. Um mm-hmm super easy and so you just do that you're also clicking buttons you know that's trying to just lower that um lower that barrier to entry for folks so that it could be as easy as doing a couple of things and getting there and getting the results that they're looking for well i always feel like there are things in the process of news production that are a little more malleable than others and um from what i've you know i've obviously worked with a lot of product teams over the years and making adjustments to a cms whether it's something more or less off the shelf like WordPress or even something that is customizable and, and homegrown, I mean, that's always going to be more of a challenge. And even if you can do it, things like sim- what sound like simple requests to journalists, which is like, 
oh, can I just <laughs> see this before it's published? Often are very, very hard, if not impossible, um, which is can be frustrating. Uh, and I'm sure it's frustrating on the product side as well when you you kind of understand the practical need to do something like, oh, I want to see this before it's published. And it's, you know, when when you need to do the same sort of API calls behind this secure CMS, pay, you know, wall, a firewall or whatever, I've, you know, I'm not, probably not using the right terms, but it is, it's, it's just adds, you know, monumental degrees of, of complexity. And so I definitely, simple. yeah. And you know, it's yeah, simple to do. Again, possible. <laughs> yeah. For Slack is like, I get that. Like that's, that's, that's easier. Right? <laughs> like, cause it's like, you know, okay, everyone uses Slack. It has standard ways. It, it sort of communicates with the internet and within its own sort of walled garden. Um, and it's also, again, like where everyone, where everyone spends the great deal of time. So it, it seems like just even thinking to go in that direction was, was part of the innovation here. Oh yeah. And I mean, that was one of the reasons I wanted to use Slack. Slack was one of the things I first used to learn to code and build tools, um, for, um, uh, newsroom. So, um, so yeah, when I applied to be an RJ fellow, I, I did specify it on Slack, which maybe was a little too like narrow in terms of solutions, right? Cause there are other chat distributable, um, you know, applications out there. Um, but, um, but yeah, but being in Slack is great, right? Um, like you said, it's, it's a lot of where work gets done. Um, a lot of like the formatting in terms of how Slack messages are built kind of really, uh, lends itself to how I want to build this and make sure that I'm giving people the right information at the right time. Um, and that they're all getting that right information at the right time. So, um, it's something that can hopefully quickly scale, uh, over 300 workspaces have installed. I'm sure I've said that already. Um, and also super free. Um, but yeah, and like you said, right, um, in terms of like other CMSs or how things will work, I know a lot of folks that um, I'm starting to talk to and learn their stories. Um, you know, somebody mentioned to me a couple weeks ago was, um, was about like they used uh, Newspack, right? And Newspack kind of WordPress um, kind of set up. I hope I'm getting that right. But uh, they also have like the Yoast uh, SEO plugin, not SEO plugin. Sure, yeah. Um, but um, all know Yoast. One reporter was saying um, that she talks to her business editor all the time, and why are you getting like orange and green scores on Yoast all the time? And she said, "Well, SEO helps, right? Just be able to input that information, get some more uh, keywords and data, and, and help her kind of write those headlines." Oh, so so she's getting the the good badges in the the CMS because she's using your tool. Uh, yes that, yeah yeah boom yeah exactly right that's exactly what you want to hear from somebody right like this tool has helped me do my job better um yeah that's that's always just so gratifying to hear from folks and like if uh, only there was a real like leaderboard for that tool and prizes <laughs> you know you got to sort of set up this is what i always think about yoast and those little tools and for those who haven't used them yoast is a tool in mm -hmm. the cms where you know, basically you're manually putting in the, your what your SEO stuff and the better you are at it, the more sort of green lights you get. And then it's like, if you get green lights throughout the process, it's like, yay, but there's no real like reward other than knowing you did a good job. And you're not even sure if you're getting the real reward at that point, which is to say <laughs> good visibility on Google, right? Because it's like, is, is Yoast even telling the truth? Uh, that said, it's generally a useful tool. I actually really like Yoast. I think it's well thought out. Uh, I like how as you're typing, it will change color from sort of green to red if you're too long or, or what, you know, I've, I've mm -hmm. used it in a while, but that's the kind of thing. And I, I did always like that real time feedback. And it all, again, we, like we were talking about with CMSs earlier, uh, it would always frustrate me when I would talk to sometimes a CMS vendor of like, 
oh, just give me Yoast. And like, oh, we don't do that. <laughs> you know, or or we separate our SEO fields across tabs or, or and I, you just kind of wonder how, you know, I, I understand. Like, okay, building stuff is hard, especially platform stuff, but right. it is like Yoast did a great job. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a I lot of, I mean, there's a, gra- a lot of great CMSs out there, but like, like SEO, right? Like you're only, you only have to have Slack and sometimes you don't even have to have Slack, right? So I've heard of newsrooms that, um, that haven't embraced using Slack and then embraced it. I've heard of those too. Who are they? Um, I know, right? (laughs) Um, but they've embraced it to try SEO and then, you know, some have been a really heavy user. So I'm super happy to see people not only embracing using SEO, but then also, you know, using, uh, using Slack to then to get out of SEO, right? And I have a bunch of, uh, I'll just tease, right? There's much case studies, right? And stuff on my website, uh, guessio.app, um, where you can learn a lot of these great stories, right? Um, you know, one hmm. thing about guessio, right, is it doesn't require you to give me your email. It doesn't require me, uh, require you to sign up for anything. There's no, no newsletter that I know of yet. Um, but um, but it's as easy as clicking add to Slack. It's as easy as going to hmm. Slack app directory where all of the apps that Slack offers, like, uh, Outlook and all the other crazy stuff, Dropbox, that fun stuff are, um, and like typing yes, and you'll actually get yes, yeah, is the first thing. Um, yeah. So, and uh, sorry if you've mentioned this already, but like the the uh, the AI that you're using to generate the headlines is that is that OpenAI's? Yeah. Uh, so, it, um, yeah. So, so GPT four, three point five. What do we have? Oh, so using four and three point five, right? So, um, I think. When I well, how does that how does it determine which one to use? Is so it'll switch from time to time. So depending on what you're using, it'll test out. Gotcha. So mostly like doing a lot of A/B testing, right? So testing over time whether or not four or three point five will win out in certain scenarios. Um, and who is paying for the the API calls then? This guy right here, not me. No, I'm paying for him. Yeah. So, um, okay. so yeah, you're using my money to make your stories better, right? Um, there's one way to put it. Um, but yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess my question is, is there a business model attached to this? Is there like, do you, like, how does that, how do you make money doing this? <laughs> well, yeah, good question. So um, I'm still working that out. I'm lucky that I have, you know, great support through RJI. Um, right. And through d- doing the fellowship in the past and now the future, right. Trying to figure out, um, for exactly what you said I'm working on now. Um, it's about, um, what I really connect to, right. Is trying to figure out how to make tools to help newsrooms do their jobs better. Mm. So it's trying to think about, okay, yes, does these things very well. What are other pain points that newsrooms could have right now and in the future? And how could yes, be a part of serving those, um, for newsrooms down the line is really where I'm trying to embrace, trying to be, yeah. come up with that additional value, right? Because you don't want to just pay for what exists. You want to pay for what you're going to value in the future um, and yeah. try to use that to kind of generate the idea. So yeah, I am, you know, it does well, cost me a little bit in terms of paying for those, for those calls, as you're saying, but um, I think over time, right. Um, it's about kind of generating that value for newsrooms and then figure out how I could deliver future value moving forward as they have this tool well, installed, which is one of the hardest things anyway. I mean, that's a bit of a leading question here. So, um, mm-hmm. but it does, it's sort of related to everything we're talking about. So this, as you say, like this is a, it's a very simple tool. You're inserting it right where you're working. It's, it's got a lot of things going for it, but it seems like the natural progression of this tool would be like, well, great. SEO is one thing I need to do in my news production process at the end of the story production process, but there's others, right? There's also like social copy and maybe even a social thumbnail. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, you know, I, it would be great to sort of have a one-stop shop 
there where whether it's a command in Slack or whatever, a button or whatever it is, and just do all of that. And then, like you say, it's as simple as copy and pasting short of putting an actual CMS integration. Um, you know, it's, there's other tools that do this kind of thing, obviously. But again, if people from newsrooms that are already using yours and presumably like whatever, if they, if they deem it good for at this and it's good at the social stuff, you could, you could put that all in one. And maybe that's a, uh, a thing where you have sort of a premium version that does, does even more of the, I guess, Chrome around a post that, uh, or, or story that, that you kind of need just to distribute it. Your question is, which awesome thing do I want to do next? Is that right? <laughs> it's uh, kind of like, that's kind of where I'm going. It's like, what, what is the enhanced version of yeah. this word, which is kind of premium and like what, yeah. or, and it's less about, it's less about the business, but it's more about what's next. Like, how do we even take this idea further? Yeah. So, um, so actually we, myself and uh, Nikita Roy of the newsroom robots podcast, we did a, mm. a um, great podcast shop at SourceCon. Um, in Minneapolis um, in the middle of October. And we were talking about a lot of just how we plan and think about um, generative AI and how we kind of do this moving forward. And a lot of that um, share out process, I actually shared a bunch of different things that I've been thinking through. And now I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. But thinking <laughs> through all those different jobs, like you said, all those different jobs that are aligned with either using Gen AI or, or how do they extend the current value prop of helping people with their stories and getting them viewed and seen, right? Um, so yeah, so like a, a ton of different ideas kind of came out from that. And I shared all of the ideas I've been embracing. I'm still talking with users, trying to understand some other ideas. I'm prototyping a bunch of other ideas right now too, um, which is a lot of fun to do. Um, but then it's about, you know, understanding that, you know, which of those are going to really serve users best. Testing them with people is the first, is kind of the first step. And the second step is like, okay, like how do we know that this is valuable to folks? And then, mm. and then getting that kind of understanding, learning how they figured out how it made their jobs easier. And then, like you said, like how do we prove that this is going to extend some more value over time? Because that's the thing people people want to pay for things that are worth paying for. So I want to make sure that whatever steps they have moving forward, they're going to be worth it for folks. So it's interesting. Like I, I always this this idea of taking away some of the tedium or. I guess I, I called it Chrome before. Like you write a story and there's there's essentially a lot of Chrome around the story, which I, I call it Chrome, but it's I think you understand. Like it's just stuff that you really is more of a content marketing function for your story than part of the story itself. Whether it's stuff like just the headline, the meta description, the the social copy, obviously the SEO headline, um, among other things. And so that idea, like, I think has been ingrained in journalists for like 10 or 15 years that, oh, you can't just do the story. You've actually got to get good at these other things. Um, and certainly big places might have dedicated staff for that. But by and large, I think mostly journalists do it themselves. And now it seems like that's uh, in an ideal world, like we're starting to receive your tool is a good indication. We're starting to almost reverse that trend where it's like, well, now this is just going to be sort of automated. Uh in a and, sense, yeah. but also yeah. giving people that information i'm cutting off but like information to kind of no, do jobs better right like like you said it's true and fair to say that a lot of folks on this industry are doing a lot of the different jobs right i'm sure they would just surround like i could see the little bubbles of every single part of the job that just are not just the story um mm -hmm. and you know how do how does a tool like yes you'll help you get to do parts of those jobs better and faster, right? The, the idea is time, right? We need to reduce the time that people 
are spending on some of these jobs so that they could like, you know, I think somebody who made a different or made other tools, like, you know, some journals, they want to have social lives, right? You want to have people have time to not have to, to worry about all of this stuff. Like how do we reduce the time so that they could, you know, do part of their job faster. Right. So like how SEO generates suggested headlines, it'll give you five ideas, right? It's not, you're not mandated. You have to use any of the five, but you can use those. You can use pieces of them to get to your own idea, use it as a piece of data. Um, so like I try mm. to think of it as in that way. And I've heard people talk to me about like, hey, we used a piece of one and a piece of another. And we made this this headline based on this story that we just came out about, you know, our university charging more for parking. Um, so like trying to think that kind of part of it through and kind of just help people get to where they think they want to go faster is kind of the ideal situation for where we can kind of set up tools moving forward. I find in a lot of newsrooms, there are like almost two camps, although I, it's getting way more nuanced now that Gen AI is everywhere. But, I, you know, there's people who are essentially embracing it and people who are resisting it. And that's a big oversimplification. But it is. And there's sort of a generational shift yeah. there. But I still find there is reporter resistance to even the idea of using these tools, even in a capacity like yours. But do you find that this is a good gateway drug? Like, it, have you seen that it is like, oh, you know, this thing can actually do a thing that you probably found a bit cumbersome and make it, you know, at least ease, ease that part of your workflow. Um, have you, have you found that it's, it sort of tends to win over people who might've been skeptical of Gen AI in the first place. And I guess, uh, you know, all you obviously work at Newsday and you've worked at other places and you talk to people in the industry, like how is the, how is the way reporters regard Gen AI changing these days? Cause I feel like even if you went talk to reporters about it today and we're recording this here in early November versus three months ago versus six months ago, I feel like there's been a big shift uh, just in the air, but it could be just the people I'm talking to <laughs> or tend to be excited about the technology. It's true. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm asking for reality check there or just whatever, but what, what is your impression on the, you know, reporter, re how reporters regard it and then what your tool might be doing to help in that I think regard? Especially for like trying to prove value to reporters. It is about like, finding that one person a lot of i think a lot of folks would say like one newsrooms have like that one person like speaking generally about who would really anticipate or be ready to try new technology and having that person use it use the seo is great but it's about them proving out to the rest of their newsroom hey this is valuable that's where like um you know on my case studies page there's uh there's a group called glacier media in canada in western canada that have really embraced using it like they found it through the blue engine collaborative um many months ago and just started finding value in it and using it and they have 40 different small newsrooms across you know reaches of western canada and they've all started using it and finding value out of it in different ways but it's about getting people to it's not just about one person who really likes to use it. It's about having multiple people kind of teach somebody, show somebody else how valuable you find it and then kind of showing them the rest of it. Right. And then I think to what else you were talking about, like the realist part also is like, um, I'm going to bounce off of something else I, I took away from our source con session that I talked about earlier. Um, somebody in the conversations talked about like, um, you know, what if something, what if something generative AI uses only 99.9% .9 true? Like how willing are we to accept that we're going to have this right, whatever we want. And I always peel that back to say like, you know, I'm not aiming for perfection and that probably sounds silly sometimes, but I don't want these things to be perfect. I don't want 
to, I hope somebody tweaks something on every time they get a suggested headline from the SEO. I mm. hope that right. they're changing it because it's, I think the imperfections that give us all the things that work well, um, because we're not, I'm not trying to give perfect. I'm trying to give good options, which people can then take to make it, you know, more in their style. Um, because I can't imply, I can't like imply that everyone's style is going to be the same across of what I'm building. So it's always good to like make sure somebody's taking a piece of it or writing parts of it. Um, and kind of they're giving those as the ideas that get their, their motor, I guess, going mm-hmm. faster. And that always means that a person, you know, you can't copy and paste from the clipboard and Slack into your C like it doesn't directly go into your CMS. So it's always going to be a human mm-hmm. in there. Right. And I think that speaks to some of what you're, I think you were maybe the skeptics earlier, right. Is this going to write my stuff? Um, and it's not going to, right. It's always going to have a human in the equation. A human's always going to have to make a decision on what comes out of the SEO. And I think that's very important in terms of um, what we build and how we build it moving forward. Yeah, I think the human in the loop, certainly at this stage in the process uh, and for the, or sort of the evolution of Gen AI is crucial in most use cases. Honestly, this one, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, it's it's something I thought through when we were working out AI guidelines at Coindesk, where I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about it more in terms of disclosure, or when do we need to disclose that an AI is... Has, has contributed to a piece of content. And for articles, it was definite. Um, but for headlines, what you're talking about, which is to say that there's always a human in the loop. Like, even if you've asked the AI to generate your headline for you, you are looking at it, you're copying and pasting it. And as editors, like, you you can't not edit it, you know, as, as you're doing that. Like, I mean, it's just, it's too short, frankly. Like, I mean, it's like you're going to, like, even if you're not even, you're half paying attention and you, you know, were at a, a, a on a bender the night before or whatever, but you'd still, you would still be editing the, the headline. You would still be looking at it and say, wait, that's not right. X or Y and I'd change it. Now, obviously that's, that should be the process regardless. Like, you know, like it shouldn't just be like you're a robot copying and pasting things. <laughs> um, but I, I find in that those use cases where we're talking about the Chrome uh, and I think this goes for social media copy and things too, like it's, it's fine. So in our case, we were thinking about disclosure and just like, well, no, we don't need to disclose it because of the human in the loop. It's, it's, it's just, more like an idea and maybe you'll take 99% of that idea and tweak one word. But the fact that the AI contributed to it, I mean, it's, it's just, it's also not really introducing new information. And I sort of parse this as sort of a language task versus a knowledge task. And, you know, you can look those up if you don't know what they are, but uh, second talking to the, the, the listeners, but it is, it's adapting something you already have rather than bringing sort of new information, Uh, which again, it doesn't mean it's flawless. doesn't mean it's, never going to make a mistake, uh, but it is generally sort of a safer activity um, for an AI to do. Um, good stuff. So I would love to get your thinking on like, you're obviously, th- you know, you've innovated here already. You're thinking about new innovations going in to this process. And, you know, obviously we're, we're focusing mostly on news production here, but um, st- just staying narrow, even in that use case, like what do you think four or five years from now, as these tools oh, get built out, <laughs> get enhanced, uh, get platformized, uh, if that's a word, I just invented it. If uh, if it isn't, but as they as it happens, like like what 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 do you see as sort of the like 
the what is a reporter doing now and what are they working with what does news production look like in a newsroom that is fully embraced generative ai that is an interesting thought so we are so early stages on this um you know, I, I think about all of the sustain the innovations that have happened over the last 20 years in our industry. We think about the early internet, think about um, social and mobile, um, and hopefully we've learned lessons from those in terms of the broader industry. Um, but I think about like, this might just be the start of this one, and we don't know how fast the acceleration rate is going to be on this. I feel like it's been almost a year and we've seen a really fast acceleration rate, even just in some of the jobs we're just starting to do or learn about and do. So four or five years may be tough. But um, but I think that, you know, there will be a sense or we'll figure out where kind of this these kinds of tools can find their kind of niche in terms of helping people do their jobs better. And I think that we're starting to find some of those. We're also starting to learn the lessons of some of those when they're not done well. Um, so I think that, um, so I think over time we're going to find a lot of different ways to help uh, get information to people who need it the most. And I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, this industry is going to have to figure out over the next few years is how do we kind of figure out a way to serve more people, um, as we know, news is news has its ups and downs um, as an industry broadly. So how do we kind of figure out how to get the most out of what we can do? So um, so I hope that in the future, we're going to be able to to find some more solutions in that. And hopefully that'll use tools like um, as Gen AI develops even better, um, we'll be able to find some more solutions to that. I was hoping you would say, all you have to do is think of a story and it just appears. But uh, I feel like that's never going to happen. And uh, that's okay with me. I, you know, as much as writing and storytelling sometimes takes a lot out of you, it's it's very satisfying when you've done it. Um, and having that assisted by AI, I don't know, maybe it, it doesn't take as much out of you or just also, if even if it does, it reaches more people with your effort, which I think would be amazing. Sounds like that's what you were kind of getting at. Yeah. And um, like, good idea of that is like, I have, you know, I'll, I'll plug yesio.app slash case studies. Um, but if you go to yesio.app, you can see how the yesio app has helped so many folks. Um, but like when I wrote these case study stories, I plugged them into yesio. I tried my own stuff, right? And like I got ideas for these headlines, but then I still had to, you said this before, I still had to tweak them, right? Still to make them sound the way I wanted to. Um, and that was me using this data to help me, you know, get, past that part of the job a little faster and better than, uh, than before. Awesome. So bringing it back to the present for the last question, uh, mm -hmm. what do you think is the one thing everyone in media should know today about gen AI? Oh man. I think if you had to pick one, and it's, it's just to understand and know that it exists, I guess is the first one, right? Cause there are so many people that, um, that are worried, but then also are not sure. Um, about how it could help them. I think Gen AI, AI is a tool that can help them do parts of their job better. So um, that's where I've felt like I've positioned what the SEO can do for news organizations. So I think it's about trying things that will help you get from point A to point B just a little bit faster. And hopefully that means that you know, you're saving part of that time in your day to do something else that's valuable. Nice. Getting the time back. Get on board with that for sure. Uh, Ryan, this has been great. Thanks so much. Uh, I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. You have been listening to the Media Copilot. 
You can subscribe to the newsletter at mediacopilot.substack.com. You can also follow on Twitter at The Media Copilot. Be seeing you in the future.